Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening today to podcast number 38. Today we're going to talk about a really important topic, what to do in an emergency if you have a bird. And this is something that no bird owner should be unaware of. It's something so, so critical you could save your bird's life. So I hope you've thought about this topic if you have a bird. If you haven't thought about it, I hope that what we talk about today will prompt you to give it some thought and make some plans in case you do encounter an emergency, you know, how to recognize it, what to do, and particularly how to prevent one from happening. So how do you know what an emergency is when you have a pet bird and, and what isn't an emergency? I get asked this quite a bit because as an avian veterinarian, I'm actually on emergency call. Uh, almost every night I share the call with the two co- colleagues I have at work, but at least once every third week for a week at a time after office hours are closed um, till they open again in the morning and then on all day on Sunday when my office is not open, I'm on emergency call. And that means that bird owners really from anywhere surrounding my hospital. Usually we limit it to sort of the tri-state area around New York. So New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Um, I was getting calls as far away as Puerto Rico. So I kind of had to limit it a little bit. But um, in my area, I take calls from those areas uh, for birds and other untraditional pets um, who might have an emergency and and who aren't able to, to get care from the local emergency clinics that that typically service cats and dogs. Now, if you have a pet bird, um, hopefully you have a veterinarian in your area who takes care of your pet bird, but you'll want to have this conversation with your uh, bird veterinarian as to what to do if you have an emergency. What kind of services are available in your area through your veterinarian or through a local emergency clinic in case you do face an emergency um, in the evening or on a weekend uh, after the hours that your, your typical veterinary office is closed. So um, what is an emergency? Well, I tell people that it really is an emergency, certainly if your bird can't breathe. If you see your bird breathing with an open mouth, huffing and puffing, trying to suck in air, that's certainly an emergency that's worthy of uh, rushing your bird to the emergency clinic locally near you. Um, If there's uncontrollable bleeding, certainly if your bird breaks a blood feather and you can't uh, put pressure on it enough to make it stop. If your bird has a cut, um, so if there's a lot of blood loss. Fortunately, birds can lose more blood than mammals 
cells can in a short period of time because they are able to shift fluids from the sort of extra uh, vascular, meaning outside the, the veins space in their in their body into that uh, vein, venous space, uh, into the veins in the arteries. Um, they shift fluids more quickly, so they're shifting blood more quickly and they can tolerate a little more blood loss uh, than a mammal can. But still, it does reach a critical point at which birds need to be treated too if they're bleeding uncontrollably. Um, if your bird is having a seizure, that's another reason you have to rush your bird into an emergency clinic. Um, if you see the bird twitching, he seems unconscious. Certainly if the bird flies and hits a wall and, and has a head injury and is dazed and isn't coming to or is really unconscious or collapsed. Um, if your bird gets bitten by another animal, whether it's your cat or dog, meaning to be playful and friendly and maybe that cat or dog's teeth uh, or nails puncture your, your bird, that's something that should be treated rapidly because of the risk of infection. Um, or if your bird, um, you know, flies outside, is grabbed by some sort of wild animal. I see, unfortunately, a lot of raccoons, um, hawk bites, things like that. Um, and, and birds are typically very severely injured from those things. Those are reasons to take your bird to your local vet as well. Um, if your bird gets a really bad burn, uh, that's another reason to go to the local emergency veterinarian. Um, and as you see, the, the types of things that I'm describing here are, are reasons that you would go to the emergency room too. So if you aren't sure whether your bird is having an emergency, you know, you can ask yourself, would I go to the emergency room in this case? You know, would I take my child, my husband, my wife, my significant other, um, my relative, to an emergency room now and, and if the answer is yes uh, if your bird is having a similar problem then the answer is probably that that bird should be treated as fast as possible as well now um, you know birds can't go long periods of time without eating so if you do notice for a day or so that your bird isn't eating um, that's a sign that there's an emergency problem going on too and that that bird should be treated by a veterinarian as soon as possible birds have very rapid metabolisms they lose weight very quickly when they're not taking in food, they get dehydrated. Um, so again, if your bird, for whatever reason, stops eating, stops drinking, you'll notice that maybe there are fewer droppings. Sometimes there are no droppings from birds that are eating nothing. Um, those are all reasons to go to uh, your local emergency hospital, your local emergency veterinarian. Um, you know, we mentioned head trauma before. Birds fly around the house, and that's great for them in terms of exercise, but it does pose a whole set of risks. Um, flying into a mirror, for example, into a window, uh, into a closing door or a ceiling fan, um, into a pot of boiling water, God forbid, even into, you know, uh, an open flame on a stove or a fireplace. Those are all obviously very serious traumatic events that should be treated right away. So those are some of the, you know, big rapid emergencies that we see, smoke inhalation, fumes, um, if you're cooking, hopefully you all know not to use uh, any kind of nonstick cookware, Teflon cookware around your birds, because when you heat it up, it, it emits uh, microscopic uh, invisible vapors that when the, it's heated very highly and it burns, birds breathe that in and um, they can die instantly. So if your bird is really exposed to anything like that um, and suffering, if you have time to get it to the vet, you know, that is another serious emergency. But in fires, uh, cooking fumes, um, you know, paint fumes, if they're overwhelming, if you notice your bird, if you notice your bird is really having problems breathing, those are all reasons, again, to bring your bird 
to uh, a veterinarian. What isn't an emergency is maybe if your bird's a little quiet, a little lethargic uh, for a day, you could watch the bird. I mean, if the bird continues to eat, um, if there's a little teeny cut that, that you could wash off and, and clean um, and um, you don't really want to put a lot of medication on it because a bird may uh, pick it in and ingest that medication, but if it's a little teeny scraper cut um, that you can just wash off with some soap and water and it's not bleeding, again, that's probably something that doesn't need to be treated as an emergency. Probably should be treated by a veterinarian um, maybe the next day, but not necessarily as an emergency. Um, if your bird is limping, if you think that he's injured uh, a foot, a toe, a leg, even a wing, and the bird is standing up and able to perch and eat, um, if you don't have an emergency veterinarian who's really comfortable dealing with fractures or sprains or strains in birds particularly, it may be better for you to actually cage rest the bird, you know, put the bird in his cage, put a towel on the bottom of the cage so that if the bird, you know, only has one foot to perch on or is a little lame or off balance, that if the bird should fall, it will fall onto the towel on the cage bottom. Um, you can even lower the perches down toward the bottom of the cage so that the bird can still perch, but not so far up if he falls. Um, you want to make the food and water readily available so that the bird doesn't have to climb around um, if he's injured to get it. But if the bird's eating, even if he's lame um, or, you know, seems a little off balance, um, but is, is otherwise bright, alert, and eating, that's probably something that can wait a day or so. I wouldn't wait longer than that, but it's probably not something that needs to be rushed to the emergency clinic immediately. Um, birds that lay eggs. You know, egg laying is uh, a very normal and natural and common phenomenon uh, among uh, female birds. And if your bird lays an egg and it's a solid shelled egg, a normal shape, there isn't a lot of bleeding, um, it comes out, the bird's not straining, your bird may be a little quiet, a little lethargic, uh, a little wiped out. You know, it's like having a baby. <laughs> it's very, very exhausting. Um, but it's not an abnormal thing and it's really nothing that needs to be dealt with on an emergency basis. Now certainly if your bird is straining and you see an egg sticking out, if the bird can't breathe and, and has laid an egg and another one's coming, usually they can lay eggs, parrots can lay eggs every 48 hours or so. If they're straining, straining, straining and there's a lot of blood and they can't breathe, yes, that's an emergency situation where egg laying does need to be dealt with on an emergency basis. But just normal egg laying, again, is a, is a natural and normal phenomenon that as long as the bird is eating and drinking, you want to you know provide some extra calcium um, if you have a cuddle bone, you can uh, offer that. And if the bird doesn't use it, you can uh, shave it up a little bit into a powder. You can even make a hard-boiled egg uh, and take the shell, or a scrambled egg, actually. Take the shell and crush it up and put it in the egg and feed it to your bird. Uh, it's another tricky way to get some calcium in if they're egg-laying. Um, but, you know, again, egg-laying doesn't have to be an emergency situation. Um other things that might be a problem, um, you know, birds who get out and fly around and, you know, maybe even get out of the house into the yard and, and are lost for a day or so, if they come back, um, certainly if they're weak and dehydrated and they haven't been eating, yes, that's an emergency situation. But if the bird comes back in and has no obvious wounds, um, is able to walk around and, and eat and drink normally, um, sometimes they're just really stressed out and having them in their home environment for a day is just as important um, as bringing them to see the vet. So if they seem okay, um, you know, no obvious wounds, uh, no obvious trauma, and they're eating and drinking, you know, even if they've escaped for a little bit, they're, they're probably going to be okay for a day or so until you can get to your regular veterinarian. 
Um, the most important thing I can advise you is to be prepared for an emergency. If you do have an emergency, have a carrier ready, put a towel in, um, get your bird used to being carried in the carrier. Many birds are afraid of carriers and I do recommend that uh, bird owners leave that carrier out, make it part of their furniture, feed the bird treats in it, you know, make it not a scary place so that if you had to get your bird into the carrier and out of the house on an emergency basis, whether it's like during a fire or really if you you have to rush the bird to the vet, that it's not something that's horribly traumatic. Um, I, I would also say have a plan, you know, who's going to rush to the emergency clinic? Where is the emergency clinic? Is there a phone number that you need to call first? Where is that phone number stored? I mean, a lot of us put our phone numbers, our emergency phone numbers on our fridge. You should remember that even, you know, even for your pet, your pet bird, your bird should have a, a spot on your fridge for, you know, the emergency veterinarian. Um, be aware of which emergency clinics in your area actually treat birds. Many treat cats and dogs, but many, many do not treat birds. I often get calls from um, bird owners who have local veterinarians who see their birds during the day and really don't know what to do at night when the their local vet is closed and the emergency clinic that treats the cats and dogs doesn't treat birds. So I urge you to have that conversation with your local veterinarian, you know, who you take your bird to. What do I do if I do have an emergency? Who do I see? Who do I call? What do I do? Um, avoiding emergencies is the best thing you can do. So what do I mean by avoiding emergencies? Well, obviously, if you're going to let your bird fly around, you have to, um, you know, bird proof your house. Make sure that windows and doors are closed. Ceiling fans are off. There are no pots of boiling water. Um, there are no open flames. There's no fireplaces. You're not using Teflon pans or, or cooking around your bird or housing your bird in the kitchen because that's where all those fumes potentially could be. Um, if you're going to paint your house, you want to take your, your bird out of the house, certainly, while the paint is going on or if you're sanding your floors or if there's a lot of dust. Um, if you have a new pet in the house, even if you have a trusted old pet in the house, you know, a, a cat or a dog who's well-meaning, you really never want to leave your bird out unsupervised around any other pets because cats and dogs, even if they're well-meaning, are, are a predator species and your bird is a prey species. So even if your dog or a cat wants to play with the fun-loving bird and carry it around like a toy in, in their mouth, they might actually uh, accidentally inflict harm with, with teeth or with nails and claws and, and you don't want to have that happen. So never ever leave your bird unsupervised. I see a lot of uh, videos on the internet uh, where birds are riding around on the backs of dogs or cats and although that looks cute I actually find it very dangerous and scary so it's not something that I recommend. Um, paint. Paint is a big one. I see a lot of birds chip uh, paint off the walls. Often we have lead paint on our walls. Even if you've repainted with non-lead paint, the layers underneath can contain lead and birds do get lead poisoning. Um, having them exposed to any other kind of toxins in their environment, whether it's pesticides, um, toys that might have lead in them, you'd be amazed how many bird toys are actually um, from other countries where they're outside the U.S. where they're not as vigilant about bird toys and what they're made out of um, and bird toys can actually have uh, lead in them there's some bells in fact uh, that have some uh, the metal and heavy metals that are dangerous like lead in the in the clapper and the little thing that rings inside the bell 
So you want to avoid those. Other things with toys, you want to avoid toys that have um, either loops of fabric um, or uh, chains that are big enough or easy enough to slip around your bird's toes or ankles. Um, I see uh, quite a few birds every year who get their legs caught in toys and they get tangled and then they try to pull and they break their legs. Um, finches are adorable and they like to make nests and we often provide them with nesting material, but some of that fibrous uh, thread-like nesting material can wrap around toes and ankles and cut off circulation and damage their feet. So I definitely don't recommend that either. Um, making sure, you know, wires are put away. Parrots are notorious for chewing on things. They'll chew on wires. Um, you want to make sure all the wires and the bulbs are, are tied back and that birds don't have access to those things. Um, you know, and again, just keeping them safe and watching your bird, particularly if it's out of the cage. Um, you want to make sure you're not feeding anything toxic. Um, we know avocado is toxic. Lots of garlic and onions, spicy things can be toxic. Um, caffeine, alcohol. Alcohol. Hopefully you would never feed those to your birds, but those are emergency things and, and chocolate. If your bird gets into any of these things, that's a reason to at least call poison control. There's an animal poison control number. You can find it on the internet. Um, and certainly if your bird is showing any signs of toxicity, you know, vomiting, diarrhea, uh, collapse, weakness, uh, neurologic signs, particularly if, if you suspect that your bird has gotten into something toxic, you should certainly call poison control and rush to your local veterinarian to have it treated as soon as possible. Birds digest these things very, very rapidly. So if you wait more than an hour or so, you know, your bird's bloodstream will have absorbed that toxin and there's very little that your local vet can do. So um, being prepared, having a little emergency kit uh, with maybe some little antiseptic in it, um, a little cotton ball, um, a little bandage wrap if you had to wrap something up temporarily, um, a little styptic if they break a nail, uh, even if they break a feather, you don't want to, you can put styptic powder on the end, you don't want to leave it there because it's, it's caustic, you can wash it off or break the tip of a beak. Um, once it's clotted and you wait a little while, you can wash off that styptic uh, powder or pencil. But um, having that re readily available, very important. Um, using a little bit of triple antibiotic ointment on a cut, as long as you don't use too much, that's safe to do too. But these are all things that should be part of your emergency kit and things that you should discuss with your veterinarian um, when you have a checkup with your bird to see what he or she recommends for your particular bird's emergency kit. So I hope this has gotten you to think a little bit about emergencies and again, how to avoid them, um, how to recognize them, uh, how to prepare for them, and what to do if you find one. Um, I urge you to have that discussion with your veterinarian. Don't wait until you have an actual emergency to try to prepare for one. Prepare in advance, be ready. It, it can mean the difference between life and death for your bird. So um, just remember when you're listening to Zoo Nation, like we are today, throughout these episodes, you can follow our Zoo Prime Facebook page. Where we'll We'll have posts before every show where you can ask questions. Perhaps today you want to ask me something about an emergency you've experienced with your bird um, for me to answer on the show. You'll also see some sneak peeks to episodes you may have missed there as well. And if you have very specific questions, you can contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. Um, I thank you so much for listening today. Uh, this is Dr. Lori Hess, and you've listened to Zoo Nation. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. 
If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. 